are not live, but <laughs> recording. We are recording. Pre-recorded episode, the first one, because we have to try it one day, anyways, and we are learning, anyways. So, uh, welcome to Between Two Cars, where we drink bubble tea and talk about life. Um, welcome to episode. Five. Five. <laughs> five. Welcome to episode five. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is a pre-recorded session. I am Josephine. My name is Leah, uh, and I'm Kevin. Candice is um, not with us today, but she will be back next week. And our guest today is my friend Maria. And she is in Quebec city right now we are we the other three of us we're in toronto and uh maria's in quebec right now not that there's a time zone difference nothing it's just a, a geographical difference it's a large provincial divide <laughs> that's that's oh, that and yeah how how's it going maria how is the as we start i think or maybe we haven't started all shows with this how is the covid situation going on in your parts of the provinces it's in my particular part of the province, it's pretty reasonable and relaxed. Like the most cases in Quebec, the province are in Montreal, because obviously mm. there's more people here. The population in Quebec is pretty small. I don't know what it is, but there's not that many of us. So like in my own neighborhood, I can leave my house and go for a walk and I don't see anybody. So oh, okay. that and even when like I'm back to work now and everything. Um, but for the first I mean, for the 14 days, because I was out of the country, I came back for 14 days and I was very much like sitting in my house, going on the balcony, being super responsible. But then after 14 days, I was like, I can go for a walk. So I did. And I walked and I was like, oh, this is fine. This is regular. We did have a couple days where like, you know, the same kind of like Trinity Bellwoods kind of experience where everyone goes to the park. But even with everyone in the park, like if, if all the citizens of Quebec City went to the park, we would still probably have two meters between us. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah, that's pretty good. And are you guys like, so you guys are opening in 50% capacity, I'm guessing, and yep. all that kind so of stuff. Yeah, so we still have like the two meter distance or in my restaurant, we have like plastic dividers between the tables. So that allows us to have like yeah, 1.5 meters. Oh. Yeah, it's awkward because I also have a, a visor that I wear. So it's like oh. just like plastic on plastic on plastic. And I'm trying to like, it's like, I'm, I have to look at people's plates to see if they're finished, right? Or if they're like, hate their food or there's a problem, but I'm trying to see and I'm like, can't. Okay. Can't. Shit. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But pe- people have been like generally respectful of, I guess, like rules and. Yeah, there's still a bit of like I, you know, I'm in like a Facebook group for like Anglophones living in Quebec City, and there are people who are like, "No masks, it infringes on my freedoms," and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I can't get but into also, that. Be, yeah, like yeah. masks are not as big of a thing here. I mean, first of all, it's like, you know, I talked to my mom in Scarborough and it's like, it's a very Asian population and, you know, Asian people are used to wearing masks. It's already part of the culture, especially in our neighborhood is where SARS hit. So it's like masks are a thing. All We, mm. we all have family in Asia. You know, my cousin is in Hong Kong. So she's like, I've got my stash of masks. And we were kind of like, oh, I guess we should do that too. And so it caught on pretty quickly. Um, but here it's not a thing. It's never been a thing. Even like I talked to some of my friends, it's like they go to the airports and they're like, oh, why are all these people wearing masks? Are they sick? Are they dirty? What's going on? They don't understand. And mm. they don't understand the preventative measure and the for the people kind of thing. It's very like individualistic. And I don't like having it on my face when I go grocery shopping because I can't smell my tomatoes. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, I will wear my mask. I love wearing my mask. It's part of yes. my um fashion statement yeah. now. Well, your so, mask is cute, so it's got fish on it. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Right yeah, I need to order some more because I only have two like reasonable ones. Right. Oh, oh you have a mask cook. The struggle. <laughs> right. <laughs> the shaking of the hand. Struggle. <laughs> I can bring you some masks if you want. Like I think oh, my there's mom a lady has here made that a makes, couple. Well, I have like re un, unreasonable. What's that called? One, One time single use. use. use single One use mask. Unreasonable. Yeah. So I have like a bunch of those, and then it's just I don't like them as much as the cloth ones because yeah. cloth is nicer on my face. So, but there's a lady here who makes like really nice ones. So I'm just gonna order some more from her. Nice. Cool. 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 And um, thanks for the update on the COVID situation in Quebec. Situation. Now let's uh, let's move on to our bubble teas. <laughs> so. Um, this is gonna be, I just want to do a shout out to Candice who, uh, does the shows with us usually at her Monday AMs. Right now we're doing it on a Sunday AM because Maria has work in the PM. Just wanted to say how, how, um, unappealing it is to drink bubble tea on First a, thing in, in the, the AM. Yeah. So shout out to Candice for your bravery mm-hmm. and your participation, um, for doing such harrowing tasks. <laughs> as we are about to proceed with ours today. So what did we, 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 last week we spun herbal floral base with QQ mixed toppings. Um, and that's up to interpretation at this point. COVID, just kidding. No. Healthy, but, so healthy. Hay fever, but okay. <laughs> um, Kevin, you want to start? Uh, sure. What'd you get? So, um, well, originally I was trying to get something else. Uh, I was supposed to get like this uh, Sakura Sencha tea because in the what? description it said floral. So I'm like, okay, that that's <laughs> perfect. Um, but uh, they actually, uh, I did it through Uber Eats. So they actually called me and they're like, oh, we don't have that anymore. So they made me oh. choose something else. So uh, I have a jasmine green tea uh, <laughs> with uh, no ice, slight sugar, and uh, QQ jelly, which is just tapioca and coconut jelly mix. So that's what I got for this week. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got... So floral and herbal kind of confused me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. what is like... A floral slash herbal tea, but that's not green, black, <laughs> or you know. And then I just was like, okay, well, jasmine is a green tea. I'm just gonna get green tea. <laughs> so I got mango green tea with coconut jelly and sago instead of tapioca because tapioca, I feel like it gets weird overnight if you put it overnight. So I was like, sago is smaller. It won't be as like no weird. I think. Okay, well, it's a. Uh, we'll see. We're all yeah, we'll, here to test. We'll find out. We'll see. And Maria? Oh, so I have um, from my own personal kitchen because there's no bubble tea shops in Quebec City. Well, there's oh. like one and it's real far away from me. So I have in a mason jar. You can't see anything, but <laughs> it's, um, it's jasmine tea again because it's the only floral tea that I have. 
and I put grass jelly because I was like, oh, well, I don't know what the fuck QQ is, so I'll go with herbal yeah. and I'll put it in my topping. But then this morning, I remembered last minute that it was QQ slash mixed, and I was like, I don't know what mixed is either, but I also have, like, the little, you know, the little light tea jelly, like, thingies, the little tubs. Oh, so I, yeah, I have yeah. those because I love them. Um, I get my mom to, like, import them for me and send them to me. So I, I like, cut one of those up and I put it in, and it will also give me, like, lychee flavor because there's, like, the, the liquid. So I appreciate the nice. dedication. Yeah. I, where do you yeah. get where do you get grass jelly from? There's one single Asian supermarket here. Oh, so you, you buy it in like a can. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like I never had grass jelly in bubble tea when I was a kid growing up because I feel like a kid growing up bubble tea wasn't a thing. But we had it like as a dessert. You like mm, cut it up, and I also sweetened it with maple syrup because I live in Quebec and I sweeten everything with maple syrup. Fair. That sounds really good, though. I feel you just like outdid all of us anyways. So I realized that I totally didn't even think about floral herbal and I just got mango green tea because it was like the first. So disclaimer, I have failed all the bubble tea like things yep. for every episode. I swear to God, I have failed every single time and yep. never gotten something correct. We're going to have a celebration when Josephine actually gets it right. <laughs> <laughs> because I get like mad bubble tea ordering anxiety if I don't think ahead and whatnot and yesterday was a mess but I did get two toppings um so I got mango green tea medium no sugar no ice with coconut jelly and secret tapioca what is the secret I don't know secret secret tapioca don't know I might just die after this high chance that's yes death (laughs) death is the secret um but yeah so I know, well, I don't know if you have a straw, Maria, but we usually, all right, all right. I have a straw, but I won't have any stabby because- That's fine. There's no stabby. That's totally fine. pretend. So let's uh, tradition this shit. All right, guys, are you ready? Let's do it. One, two, three. Oh, Mm. such mistakes. (laughs) How it tastes. Eh, it's all right. You don't like mango green tea? I I, I, I was I, I was hit by the um, sweetness, but then there's 0% sugar. But it's the mango. That's the secret. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. It's not the secret. I thought maybe the secret was diabetes. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. probably. We should probably reconsider this. Like, what if we get diabetes from doing this show? No, probably not. I think only once a week. I feel like they've done a lot of studies on Mm -hmm. subtle Asian traits about like the frequency of bubble tea consumption. Like uh, before the show, I probably had it every week. So like (laughs) this doesn't change anything for me. Yeah, this is my diet. This is like my daily diet. Replacing that day with today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just here to report that the secret tapioca isn't. It's not chewy. Instead, it's a little bit. I think it's a bit garbage. Is it because it oh, was no. overnight, though? I don't know. I have no idea. Because my sago got... Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my sago got really soft. Oh, that oh, really seems... It's just like mushy almost. Yeah, and then it's so small, it just goes like... Okay, well, don't chewy. die. Yeah. Yeah, um, don't, don't die. I will uh, win the chug challenge. <laughs> which will... Exp- yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll as well. But <laughs> we'll get to it. Okay, so yeah, so the... Thank you again for joining us, Maria. Um, And as, no, I don't think it's been mentioned, but (laughs) Maria and I met in high school. We went to high school together in the suburb of 
Scarborough, which is a suburb in the greater Toronto area, where, as Maria had mentioned already, it is a high Asian population, high density Asian population. It's just Asians and mostly Chinese, I believe. Um, it's not like there's um, different, uh, not too many different Asians. It's just mainly China. I'm just going to admit Candace in the room, by the way. She's here. I'm hoping this doesn't screw up anything. All right. I think we're good. Yeah, we're okay, good. cool. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, wait. Is it good, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. I, I, you just have to hide non-video for this Yeah, yeah. I did it before, so. Okay, cool. Sorry. Anyways, um, and Maria, I think you are were one of the few mixed friends that I had, at least, growing up in high school. Although... I mean, yes and no. It's like I was thinking about this recently. It's actually astonishing how many mixed people there were in our year. I can only think of three. Who else are you thinking? Oh, there's one girl actually who was in only my elementary school, but she didn't go to the same high school as us. Oh, okay. So that's four. But it's just like, if you think of all the other years, in my brother's year, there was him and one other sibling. Oh, right? okay. So again, it's like, but in the between years, like, were there any others? Oh, and there's also, oh no, there's another I girl I know, but she's not my age, but anyways. But, yeah, there there weren't that many, like we we, didn't have that much diversity. Like it was a very, I, we've already mentioned, like I've already mentioned this on the show in passing that I, I grew up in a pretty, it was like China pretty much. It was I, like, I say I grew up in like little Chinatown, but like actual Chinatown. Cause everyone's like, Oh, Spadina. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just our little community um, in Scarborough. But I like, I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like, there were so many things that happened during at least our years in high school and whatnot. And you also ended up transferring to another high school um, as you went your way and all that kind of stuff. And I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to kind of touch up on like what you, what were your thoughts about your um, our high school time? And what was the, I don't know if you want to talk about the reason for the switch, but if there are any mm, like similarities and differences between the second high school that you went to versus the one that we attended together? Yeah, well, the I mean, the main reason that I switched was because, I mean, I just needed to do an extra year. Okay. And I didn't feel like doing that at Bethune. And because um, the second, the last fifth year that I did at the alternative school, they were, it made it a little bit easier to just kind of like catch up on the things that he needed. And I also think I just needed a change of scenery because I'd like, I had some weird times at Bethune. It's like, I, it was fine for like a little while but I also had some mental health issues and it really affected like my attendance um and my studies in general it's mm -hmm. like I had the kind of classic like I was a bright kid you know smart kid lots of potential everyone was like oh you're gonna be a doctor someday um and then I just didn't work hard enough because it's like I didn't have to study so I didn't so mm -hmm. I didn't really like learn how to study but I still got good grades when I tried um but then, you know, other stuff got in the way and it all just kind of went downhill. So I just kind of needed like a fresh start and a change of scenery. So I went to a little alternative school. There were like 30 kids in that school. It was like really, really small. Really? 30 kids in the yeah. entire? Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I, I don't know. Like there were not many. There okay, were like, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe I'm like exaggerating because it was a long time ago. It was what, like five, six years ago. Um, but it was very, very small classes. Um, 
Yeah, it was also a different experience. It was a lot more multicultural. Um, mm. There were a couple Asians, but there were also a lot of like other people. So it was pretty, there was another mixed girl actually, I think in my grade or maybe a year younger than me. Cause I think I was older than everyone cause I was doing fifth year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was more like kind of self-motivated um, and very like freedom to kind of do what you want. And I took some courses that we had like a native studies course that I don't know if that was offered at Bethune or if I just didn't like, I don't wasn't think, aware, <laughs> I don't but I learned was. a lot in that, which is interesting because things that I never learned in all of my education and then were suddenly brought up in my random fifth extra year of high school. I was like, well, shit. Now I just learned about all of Canada's shady past. So I don't think that, um, that was offered in, at least for our public high school. How about you guys, Kevin Leah? No, not at all. No, no. Like at, at most it's like a brief, like snippet in like history class. A chapter, class. right? Yeah. 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 It was but, like a history class umbrella. And yeah. But nothing too things. specific. No. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Something I'm just like, like I realized afterwards, like university and whatnot afterwards, is that, you know, in we we obviously learn about Canadian history because we are in Canada. Although it's like it's not even Canadian history. It's like it's we learn colonial, about European history. Colonial Canadian history. We don't learn about mm-hmm. Canada. Mm-hmm. And then we don't learn about anything about we we kind of touch up on World War one because we were very involved in world war one but we don't really touch up on the international um crisis that happened and then i don't know i go somewhere and i'm just like i can't believe this happened why didn't i learn about it i i don't know i feel like curriculum needs to change but that's a yeah. whole that's yeah. a whole nother yeah. whole nother thing but um and i won't get into it at the moment but yeah, yeah. I kind of wonder if kids in school, I mean, I don't know if they're in school right now, but like, do they, are they learning about current events? Because I feel like, I don't know if it's just because I'm an adult now and I, I understand that the world is a big place and there's a lot going on, but I feel mm-hmm. like current events now are a lot more intense than current events when we were in school, let's say. Right, right. A lot going on. So I don't know. About that. I have no idea. I, I learn s- about it, like at home. I saw recently that like the, the Ontario government they're trying to implement like coding and financial things for like first graders financial literacy yeah first graders yeah like early on for the kids but I don't know if they're really learning about um current events and such I think they should but uh, I I wish they taught us about uh like personal finances I learned about mortgages in math class Really? Oh, nice. Yeah. What? Again, I, in alternative I still school. don't know oh. what it is. Yeah, I okay. still don't know mortgage. My parents have been telling me to get a mortgage. I'm like, do you know how much I make? Like, they're not going to give me money. Yeah. <laughs> but also, it's like, when I learned about it, I was just like, my, and I was recently talking about this with my boyfriend. He's like, wait a second, you're just paying the bank. I'm like, yeah, you're just paying the bank. He's like, because people are always like, oh, rent is just like throwing money into the void. And he's like, but a mortgage is just throwing money into the bank void it's mm-hmm. the same i'm like mm-hmm. money Shit. yeah i feel like we should yeah. maybe we've been better going to the alternative high school i feel like they taught more life skills <laughs> yeah I it know, was right? different yeah i like, mean what like, do i take I from think... my high school nothing yeah yeah i don't but i wouldn't remember. have wanted to do four years there really oh okay because oh. it's such like a it's such a microcosm of like it's like there are people who i knew who went there for four years and they're like i'm only in, in touch still with like a few people from there but it's like can you imagine only having like maybe 50 classmates for four years that's true right at bethune there were that's what 1500 of us mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
granted, I only had what two friends, so you know it's similar. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we used to eat lunch together. Um, yeah, she'd come to my house. Yeah, oh, and we'd nice. eat with another friend and your mom and yeah, who you would call Maria's mom. You'd be like, "Hi, Maria's mom." Yeah, didn't have a name, oh just God. Maria's mom. Sierra <laughs> and Josephine's voice. Yeah, I remember there was this. Yeah, and and recently I I brought up to to Maria that there was a song that I was singing, and it was like, ding 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 ding. But I don't remember like the context around it. I just remember that there was this time in life where all I was going was like, ding 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 like that. And and but you just but, come up and just start like doing that, and then just like these and then. Like these little, like little pockets of memories have been floating up ever since I asked Maria to come on the show. But um, yeah, yep. good times, good times. So but also like it was a long time ago. So mm-hmm. yes, and that's why it's just like little pockets yeah, here and flashbacks. there. Flashbacks. Yes, exactly. So it, I can't believe it's been that long already. Um, but anyways, uh, aside from the formal educations of stuff, I want to really get into the. I, I don't know if it's fun, but why you are in Quebec City, which is because you, as I know, had applied for circus school. And that is part of the reason why you are in Quebec City. Could you tell us a little bit about your experience doing that and like, what's what's up? What is that even? Yeah, so that's I get that a lot. They're like, oh, you're in the circus? Question marks for eyes. Um <laughs> I started when I was like 15, 16, I think. So I I wasn't like a gymnast as a kid. I did gymnastics for like five seconds, but you know, I played the piano. I was a ski racer. Um, And I ended up getting a job at a circus school in Toronto and I started teaching there. And so I learned a lot from like my fellow coaches and just like training all the time. And then I was kind of, again, I graduated high school and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I applied for a couple university programs, but I, I don't think I got in. I applied to like Glendon College, which is funny because I didn't speak French. And I only know that because now I do. Um, and I was like, I wouldn't have done well there because I didn't speak French. Um, um, and then I was working a few jobs. I was working in like a cafe and then I was teaching circus on the weekend. And then and then I, I kind of cut ties with the circus school I was at and it was complicated. And I was just like, I felt like I wasn't going anywhere in Toronto. Um, and it's such a big city that I felt like it was, I didn't know how to proceed and some other stuff was going on in my life. So I was like, I'm going to move to Quebec city. Seems like a good idea. And at first I was just, it's just the kind of idea. I'm kind of a spontaneous person sometimes, usually very no, but like all of my tattoos I've kind of gotten with like maybe two, three days of reflection. Most of them anyways. Um, none of them are like terrible and bad, but it's just like, I have an idea and I'm like, Yeah why not? Let's do it. And I didn't really have anything tying me down in Toronto. It's like, I lived with my family who I love them very much, but I was like, I think it's time for me to spread my wings and try, you know, living on my own. And it was actually good timing because my brother had just graduated from university and he was going to come move home because rent life, you know, wanted to be back in the city. Um, So we kind of like switched places. So I moved out he moved back home and I mm-hmm. found myself in Quebec city and I actually hadn't gotten into the circus school. So I moved here and I was like, I want to go to the circus school, but I have to do the auditions. So I did them and I didn't get in. And then I was like, fine. Okay, whatever. It's the first try. And then, so I, I lived here for a year. I made some friends. I actually learned French. I got a job and then I auditioned again 
this time on the French side of the program because there's like an English side and a French side. Um, so I heard through the grapevine that the French side is less competitive because it's only people from Quebec and France, whereas the English side is like literally the rest of the world, all for like fewer spots. Okay. So I brushed up my French. I went and I took a French test and they're like, your French is fine, cool, go forth and do your thing. So I auditioned again and I didn't get in. And I actually scored lower um, on like, cause they'll give you kind of like a, how you did relative to other people. And it was like below average. And I was like, but I worked so hard and I felt like I made so many improvements. Um, so that was a bit of a disappointment. And then I kind of at that point, like reevaluated and decided not to try again for the circus mm -hmm. school. Um, but it's still like, I, and this was probably like six months ago. So before like everything happened, but, um, I knew that circus was still going to be a part of my life and I, I like, I love it and I love training and it makes me happy. But at the same time, when I was auditioning for the school and like trying to kind of find my place and like get into the industry. And I was like, it wasn't making me happy anymore because I was mm -hmm. trying to, you know, create things that would make me succeed. I wasn't creating things that I wanted to create. I'd be like asking people and be like trying to get feedback and stuff. And a lot of my coaches were like, oh, you're not like open enough. Um, you know, you need to like make more eye contact when you, when you perform, you need to like connect with your audience. And I'm like kind of more of a shy person when I perform. Yeah. It's like, I have really good technical skills, but I don't have a dance background. So it's like, oh, okay. yeah, you know, I would have cool things and they're like, it's beautiful, but I just feel like you're in your bubble. And I was like, well, I am in my bubble and I like it there, <laughs> you know, so and I didn't want to be like, you know? <laughs> so part like, of, it's not me. Part of the audition is also your ability to perform, I guess. The, mm -hmm. And that's a big part of it. Yeah. Well, a, okay. I mean, the thing about circus is you need to have everything, right? So they, they test your flexibility. They test your, they test your strength, English speaking, difficult. Um, they test your acrobatic skills, your handstand skills, your dance skills, your theater skills. Yeah, yeah. You also have to create your own number in your um, your apparatus. So I did I auditioned on trapeze. So you create your own number, and then they they also evaluate on like technical skills. What does it mean to create your own number? Like you have music, you have like a, oh like a, like a message, right? And then you create a thing. You create Jesus. it with your heart and your soul, and you present it in front of a panel of judges, and they sit there with their little little pads of paper and they, they decide whether they like it or not mm -hmm. holy shit how long does it take like how long did it take you to prepare for your auditions and everything I mean I pretty much start okay so when I first moved it was August and then auditions are like in March but I pretty much started preparing right away and then I pretty much prepared like the whole year you know for the next one because it's in it's same as university applications kind of like February mm. March kind of area but it's like you pretty much can't stop Right. You can't like take a break mm -hmm, and be like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll do it later. You know, you got to start. You got to always train. It's like you don't get a break, which is exhausting. And, and it's, is, there's just so many things. Mm -hmm. Is Quebec like the main circus place in the world? Is that why you were like everybody and like everybody's joining the, the English? Has um, a really good arts funding. Right. So we have a lot of like festivals here and shows and stuff. And like in Mon Montreal, I would say is the big like circus city. Right. Okay. Like everyone goes to Montreal. That's where all the coaches are. That's where the big school is. But I was like, I'm not good enough for the big school because I already auditioned for there when I was 17 and I didn't get in. And I know the level is like too high for me. Okay. Um, but I 
felt like Montreal was a little bit too similar to Toronto and I'd already lived there and I wanted to try something else. Quebec City is more like a small town. And also I knew that I would have no choice to learn French because people don't speak as much English here. Mm -hmm. So I would just have to, you know, immersion and just figure it out. So added bonus, because I might as well, it's like, I knew the circus was kind of like a dicey future. So I was like, if I can acquire some extra skills along the way, like becoming bilingual, then, you know, that would, you know, put me on a path to a better future. Yeah. I feel you about like the whole bubble thing because I used to figure skate when I was younger and like I was in the team figure skating and I liked skating, but I hated the whole performance side of it because you have like you get judged on like smiling and like like and I'm like I I hate when people come to watch me and I have to do that shit because in real life I don't do that. I'm like, yay, like, you know, (laughs) I'm not like. And then you have to like dance at some points and shit. I'm like, oh, this is so yeah. embarrassing. I can't do this anymore. Like, like, yeah. So I totally feel you with like the whole bubble mm-hmm. thing. Like, I it's like the sport, but it's like I don't want to perform like, like for people. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. be put on stage and like. Uh... Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. I like mm-hmm. it, but it's just maybe it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. So I guess moving forward, you said you're not going to apply and plus who knows what will happen COVID wise, like mm. with the world. What that's kind of my second part is like <laughs> the whole circus industry just kind of shut down. So like, honestly, the timing is great for me because I had already kind of decided to pivot my life and then COVID hit and the whole entertainment industry just went ooh, like overnight. So there. So what are you pivoting to now? Like what's the... Um, I'm going to culinary school in September. Oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah. So as you can maybe tell from my bubble tea creation, I take food very seriously. (laughs) I have a very well-stocked kitchen. Nice. Yeah. I like the sound of that. A year of culinary and then a year of pastry. And then hopefully see where that takes me. I love Mm -hmm. that. Because each program is only a year and school is very, very affordable in Quebec, especially for the trades, because not enough people want to go to culinary school. So. Mm. Hmm. it's very in demand here so i love really? food and i love cooking so yeah mm-hmm. i think like i if i if i wasn't doing what i'm doing now i think i would have totally took on cooking like i want to learn cooking <laughs> so bad it's because mostly because yeah. i watch so much master chef and like, gordon ramsay <laughs> shows Hell's, Hell's I, yeah hell's kitchen yeah. i want i want to do that so bad so i'm like yeah. oh i'm so more cool. of like a great british bake-off Ah. <laughs> I'm okay. like I'm like a nice person. I just want to like go in the tent and have coffee, you know. Everyone they have their little cups of tea in between, and they're like waiting around for their dough to chill, and they're just you know like that's the kind of cooking. That's why I'm like okay. I don't know if culinary is for me because it's like again the like the high and I mean I've worked in restaurants and cafes and like kitchens before, and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know if I can do that for my whole life. But pastry mm-hmm. seems like kind of more creative, also. Um, and I'm a creative person, so I think that would make me happy. But again, I need to learn the shit and find out where I fit into that world. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's awesome. But so you'll, yeah. I guess you'll keep doing like um, the circus or like the the extra the circus stuff on the side <laughs> for fun, like yeah. as a hobby. Well, I I'm teaching handstands right now um, online. So because again, the world shut down. So everyone kind of shifted to online. And I was like, hey, a lot of my friends were kind of stuck at home and like, I need to do more exercise. And I was like, well, I train literally all the time. I've never been more fit in my life because I'm just at home, right? And so I just did handstands like five days a week and I got really fit. And they were like, oh, can you help me? And I was like, well, sure. Because I also love teaching. Um, I always have, I'm quite good at it, but Mm -hmm. 
you know, again, don't have a university degree, so can't teach in like official settings, um, but I can teach handstands. So I've been doing that and I've been really enjoying it. And I think honestly, teaching is like a lot more fulfilling to me than like performing. Right. I would still okay. like to like create something someday, maybe like like a short film or something of like me doing handstands in the forest. I don't know, but it's like projects in the future. But for now, teaching is like just enough for me because it lets me connect with people, um, friends that I might not necessarily see that are in other places. That's the beauty of the online. And I also have some friends here that I train with like in the park. Um, obviously I train because it keeps me like happy and sane also like handstands are my happy place. So. Okay. So yeah. how long have you been doing the handstand teaching and like, do you have like a dedicated course or to say with it? And how, how well, how's your experience been with that? Yeah, it's, it's actually been really, really good. Um, I've been really lucky um, because I have like a pretty, a few pretty dedicated students and that's the thing it's like you really need the students to sort of because like without students it's like I, I can't teach you know I can teach myself but that's not really the same thing um so I do have like a, a course um so it's, it's pretty like personalized at this point because I don't have a lot of students but I have you know kind of different levels and lots of exercises and I actually it's like I teach on zoom so I have like a powerpoint with like all of my warm-ups and my exercise and like I have videos of myself doing it because it's kind of difficult sometimes to like explain it while you're in the handstand and you're like do mm -hmm. this but don't do this but like and I'm like wait hold on can you see me let me move my camera right and then it's like oh let's try a different angle so I did that for like a couple weeks so I started this it's been like a couple months it's been like a few months that I've been doing this so in the, it's okay. kind of evolved over time um so in the beginning it was yeah it was very just like me here you know doing my handstands and talking about stuff and then it kind of evolved um so I have like you know, we do our warm up. You got to warm up your your core and your wrist and your shoulders, and you do like a cardio warm up, and then you do like placement exercise because like the hardest thing about the handstand is like understanding where your body is in space. Um, and then we work on balance and we work on just general like strength and stuff because it's like a handstand. Anyone can do it. Little asterisk, like of course, you know, it's not easy and it's like maybe not anyone can do it, but it really just takes like hard work and consistency. Mm -hmm. Is that a word in English? Consistency? Yes. <laughs> For, sometimes I say words and I'm like, is that a word that like I kind of like fake translated from, you know, persistence? Yeah. Yeah. So what would be some of this is this leads on, but what would be some things that you tell um, some people who have never done handstands before and maybe about to try and do some handstands in a few minutes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can just sense the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> Basically in the beginning, um, it, it also depends. It's like there, there are different levels of beginners just based on your like background and spatial awareness and like general strength. Um, so there, the one thing that people kind of underestimate is like, if you've never been upside down before, your brain is not used to being upside down. So you got to take it easy and don't get frustrated with yourself. If you go upside down and you're like, the blood is rushing to my head and I don't know where I am, it help. It's okay. Okay. It happens. It's normal. Um, so yeah, basically the, like the very first step I would do with people is like, see if they're comfortable upside down. And if you're comfortable upside down, then we can work on getting like more upside down. Basically just kind of increase the like amount of things that are upside down until suddenly everything is upside down. And then once everything's upside down, then we work on balancing, but that's kind of like way down the road. 
<laughs> but if you already have like good coordination, because like Josephine, I know you do a lot of yoga and also jujitsu, which I would imagine requires some sort of awareness of your body and also it does. But I also like you're like folding. I was telling somebody I was like I doing the downward dog and just being that way. I, the first time I did it a month yeah. ago, I felt like I needed to throw up. But I'm fine yeah, now. Downward like, dog is like the first like upside down that I would recommend to people. Literally, just like you know, like put your head like upside down because like if you're here and like this is terrible, and then like put your hands under and just also try and have some weight in your hands because your legs are really strong. So naturally, when you go in this position, your legs are going to want to try and do all the work. But when you're in a handstand, obviously it's your hands. I Kevin. <laughs> like like I I do yoga, but I've also been told that I have really bad spatial awareness. <laughs> You've been told that by who? Yeah, by <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> oh no! He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you just like walk and like you bump into someone, but you just keep going, and then, and then he has to he has to apologize. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I do that? Like, oh. I have no idea that I just like. And I bump into like a lot of shit, like so I get bruised a lot. What the yeah. fuck? So I have very bad spatial awareness, but I still do yoga, but still very bad spatial awareness. It is something you can build, and it is something you have to train. And people, I think, kind of underestimate that as well. They're like, I like a lot of times when I see people trying to learn handstands on their own. What they do is they go in a park and they fling themselves into it like <laughs> a bunch of times, and they just oh kind of try and. It, it, it can work. Eventually it will work. But it's like my goal in my handstand classes is to like give people a little bit more of an efficient path with all the things that I've learned over like 10 years of handstand training. Because when I started training as well, I didn't really have a coach. Um, I took mm. some classes kind of, but it wasn't like a handstand coach. I had one um, one coach that did gymnastics, but it was like a group handstand class. And honestly, it, I didn't learn that much. <laughs> okay. Um, so when I moved to Quebec, I started training with people who like really knew handstands. And recently just, and when I was in confinement, I started training with a girl that I knew back in Toronto. And then she went to the, the circus school in Montreal. So she's like a very accomplished professional hand balancer. So it's like literally her job to stand on her hands. Um, so I trained with her online a little bit and I learned a lot. Um, so yeah, like, I don't think coaches, I have a fear of, important. I don't think I have a fear of like downward dog and stuff, like actually yeah. being upside down. My fear is like, flipping over mm. that's ah. my fear yeah yeah so yeah i was gonna say second biggest thing is getting your hips over top of your hands because most people they they think their hips are over their hands right i'll show you in a second but they're actually okay. back here because they're like oh it's scary and i'm gonna fall forward and that comes from your hand strength which mm. again hard to if you don't have it like why would you have it unless mm. even if you you know i played piano for 10 years but like my hands are not meant for now. <laughs> yeah, but like my, the next step, if you're comfortable, Sam, be like, I have this like conveniently like small block that I always use for my hands. I also have like a milk crate. But if you just put your feet on the edge and then you okay. try and get your see how my hips are directly mm. over my hands. Mm. Oh. Whereas most people they'll be like here and they'll be like, oh my god, I'm gonna die and I'm gonna fall forwards. That's me. <laughs> I'm here, and my weight is in my hands. Oh shit! Nice. Losing my left headphone. Uh, Kevin's, Kevin's, <laughs> Kevin's face. Okay, I mean, let's try to put very beginner stuff at like um in practice. Maria, would you like to? Are we doing it now? Let's let's start. Let's do between oh, two yeah, cars. Be 
beginner handstand segment. Maybe we're not even going to do a handstand. Maybe it's just the beginning, I like trying to. It, yeah. Yeah, I would hurry, let's yeah. start with the downward dog and see how that feels. Um, and then we will progress. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, I can't hear anything. Started. All right, let's do this. So when you're in there, you really want to think about like pushing through your shoulders and just keeping your core engaged. You want to have your, yeah, your ab muscles all doing their thing. There's so many ab muscles. It's like I could spend hours just talking about how to use all of your ab muscles. So, okay. Yeah. So another thing you can do is you start in like kind of a little squat on my bubble tea position like this. You put your hands on the ground and then you just push. You straighten your legs so that, oh, Jesus. you know, your butt is in the air. Yeah. And then if you're comfortable there, try and walk your feet in a little bit closer so you have a little bit more weight in your hands. Yeah, nice. Like that? Yeah. Except your shoulders are advancing. Yeah. And then come down. You just you don't have to hold it forever. Yeah. So one thing that was happening with both of you, you instead of keeping your shoulders over top of your hands, yeah, as you brought your hips forward, your shoulder was come forward too, right? Oh. So you want to keep your hands and shoulders aligned, and then really just move your hips. What the fuck? Which is also takes a little bit of like flexibility, but yeah, better. <sighs> nice, Josephine, your shoulders are still coming forward. Really think about opening your shoulders. Think about pushing your armpits like towards your knees. Like that? Yes. So what muscles is this really focusing on? on? This is all of them. That's the thing about the handstand is it's like all of the muscles. <laughs> so I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> yeah, same. I, I did like anything. one single upset and it's like, it's so sticky. Um, handstands use a lot of like your trapeziuses and your lats and your shoulders and your little stabilizers in your wrists and your core muscles, a lot of transverse abdominus. Um, and obliques a little bit for stabilizing and like your legs have to like engage also so it's basically everything that's why I love it because it's like super easy to get a complete workout because it's your whole body yeah so the next kind of upside down step would be if you guys don't have like a thing to put your feet on would be against the wall if you feel comfortable kind of walking your feet up the wall. I don't like to kick into it in the very beginning because a lot of people they're afraid to kick or also like smack into it so what I would recommend is you just kind of go against your wall. You just put your hands on the ground. And then again, you want to have quite a bit of weight in your hands because if your weight is all back here in your feet and you try and lift your feet up, it's not going to go well. And you just bring your legs up and then <laughs> walk yourself a little bit closer. You don't have to be too, too close because like it can be quite scary again because you think you're going to fall forwards. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, push more with your shoulders, Josephine. But yes, everybody's upside down. Yay! <laughs> Remember to squeeze your glutes. Yeah. I gotta put my shirt in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kevin's leg. We only see your legs. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's okay. I can still tell he's upside down. That's the important part. <laughs> Okay, I'm seeing. Yeah. It definitely cannot balance. Ooh. I'm seeing light. Well, the balance comes later. That's the thing. It's like the first sort of chunk, the very, very quite large chunk of like learning how to do handstands is really building the strength because these are muscles that you've never used in this way before. So you kind of have just have to do it like you do lots of drills, you do lots of upside down stuff, and then eventually you build the, enough muscles that you can start to find the balance. Nice. Your um. Wow. If I train with you every day next month, will I be able to do a handstand? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I, I you already have like, yeah, you can join my classes. They're on Mondays and Thursdays for now. Yeah. 10 oh. 30 in the morning and 8 30 at night. Um, yeah. So basically a, a big focus in my classes is like conditioning. Sorry. It's not super fun. Um, but like lots of drills, Lots of positioning and placement just so we understand, like, because each little body part has something that it needs, right? It's like your shoulders, not only do they need to be elevated, but they need to be externally rotated. And you're like, Maria, what does that mean? It's complicated. Because <laughs> your joints have more than one plane that they function in, right? It's like your shoulders, not only do they kind of move in like this direction, they move in like this direction, and then they can kind of, you know, they do a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. So shoulders are a very complicated joint. Hips are a pretty complicated joint. Um, wrists are like pretty simple, but you also have to take care of them because they're kind of delicate. Um, your spine is a very complicated joint. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I mean, it should be, a it should have lots of mobility and it should be like happy. And, you know, people say that the health, the age of your spine is the age of your body. So right. I don't know exactly what to say, but it's like something along those lines. Yeah. Kevin, no <laughs> I don't have super good posture either. It was like this. Kevin, no really like monster like back muscles and then no front muscles. So, um, first of all, Maria, thank you so much for that very basic beginner um, lesson for the Between Two Cars crew. Uh, thank you very much. Yay! Thank you. My my uh, you. my arms pleasure. here already are like starting. To <laughs> yeah, I'm puffing and puffing already. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, can you do some? non-beginner stuff for us like your actual handstands and stuff you show yeah, us i can do a handstand in my little tiny you know space here i think you'll be able to see me i don't know maybe mm -hmm. we'll see you guys let me know if you can see me wow, wow. oh my god that Looked so That's easy. what we were trying to do. <laughs> In our minds, that was what we were imagining. Yes. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Whoa. Oh. How? She's not even on her forearms. Like, it's just like hand. Wow. Appreciate it. Oh my God. The leg wave. Yeah, uh, I've been working on the leg wave. Yeah, that's like really awesome. So there's a lot that goes on to it. So it's still being polished but i like it it's fun people like it too they're like wow <laughs> that that is uh the, the goals for the next couple of months maybe it'll take a while yeah. but okay yeah. but that's the thing it's like my handstands got a lot better when i was training five days a week so it really just is putting the time into it fair fair yeah uh, and where can people find you if they want to uh attend said classes um, I'm on Instagram at handstands for humans 
Awesome. Yeah. Just you can also yeah. email me at handstandsforhumans at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, I do most of my info on Instagram pretty much. Okay. We will uh, Sweet. somehow put the information up. Well, I feel like I'm, you like, you tagged me in your thing. So it should be able to, if they do some internet sleuthing, they should be able to. Yeah, I mean, yes. there. I, I've put your uh, handle on like the overlay that we have here. So yeah, it's right there for the audience. Wow. To, to nice. Yeah. Thank you. Please follow. Yeah. Thank you for that. And um, yeah. So yes, thank you so much, Maria, for showing us this and giving us handstand knowledge at eight, uh, morning times, Sunday morning, <laughs> um, Toronto. Yeah. Sunday morning. And uh, now we are... Kevin, how do you... How, oh, do I got you... it. Are we okay. initiating? Yeah. Bam. Bam, bam. Chug, chug. Chug challenge. Chug it's time challenge. for the chug challenge. Um, did you play the song, Kevin? Or like? Yeah, I played it already. Okay, the so yeah, there's, yeah. There's a song. There's a something. There's a little like graphic before the chug challenge begins. Is and it's... Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. So um, basically, we uh, very safely chug the rest of our drink. Good luck. Mine is mostly jelly. So. I might, I might, I might die. There's so I much. I have a lot of jelly left. Yeah. Well, yeah, how the hell am I going to drink? What the hell? <laughs> you have, you drank so much. So yeah, fast. But, but it's just the liquid because though. There's hot. like so much of the jelly in the tap. There's not a lot left for you, Kevin. Yeah, big, is. big, uh. You have big. this much left. Okay, maybe not that much though. But it, it's <laughs> okay. though. It's so mushy and stuff. Okay. It's Who's counting off? Now. Okay. Three, don't hurt yourself. Three, two, one. <laughs> oh. I can't. I just want to make a sucking noise. Doing. Holy. It's so really loud. I can't get these. I'm so sorry. Josephine, please don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Josephine nearly choked on it on our first episode. <laughs> it's very competitive. It is. She gets she gets very competitive with this. <laughs> I need a spoon or something. Jeez. Can I open this? Am yeah, I allowed okay. to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Josephine. Oh my God. You look like those Japanese like anime. Like <laughs> like the cheeks all the way like that. Okay, Josephine won. Wow. Winner, winner. Mm. Oh, let me okay. turn on the... Oh my god, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, you, you didn't even like the tapioca. No. That was... Oh, yeah, magic tapioca or secret tapioca. Oh, my head hurts. Okay. Oh, my god. Did we ever learn the secret? Uh, That is garbage. bad. <laughs> garbage. Never <laughs> Yeah, my cool. sago has turned into one giant sago. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's right. evolved. It's its yeah. final form. Yeah. Yo, that was uh, that was some. Uh, I don't know. Man. <laughs> I think I yeah. I also forgot all like for a second that it was 
the morning and not the night. Yeah. And I think, anyways, that was great chalk challenge. Okay, I, I have bragging rights. I hope bragging rights for the week. Leah, would you do us the honors of uh, spinning for next week's? Yes. Okay, so this week we did floral and mix, so we can't do that this time. Okay. You sh- I mean, next week, I mean. Okay. Sharing your screen. Give me a quick second. Okay. Do you see it, Kevin? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's the topping wheel. Let's do a tea wheel first. Okay, this no, one doesn't have floral, but white will be floral. We'll just ignore that. Okay. We have to figure out how to, maybe we'll make a new wheel. I don't know, people. Just don't judge for now. Judge yeah, later. Yeah, to revise it probably. That's good. Okay, cool. Okay. Ready? Oh my oh, god, why no, do we no, always get oolong? No, no, you can't. We, we've been held accountable. We can't change. <sighs> oh, we got oolong like four, like three times. Three of the last four times. Oh my god. Okay, if we get coconut jelly or tapioca, are we still going for it? Because the, the rules are the rules. You can't just I hate but the QQ <laughs> jelly is tapioca and coconut You should jelly. add okay. custard. Is that a thing? Yeah, it is. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my favorite topping. Okay, add it. Fine, fine. Add it. I'm also updating our uh, Okay. Okay, Okay, ready? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Aloe. Aloe. Oolong and aloe. Okay, that's not... Fine. That's different. We actually... It was oolong and aloe for Kevin's episode. Yeah, it was that Um, last week. But it's fine because there's a one week in between, which is this week, so you're good. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> I feel like it's healthy, so. Oolong. Kevin yeah. always has the same tea. oolong tea. tea. <laughs> there's no other oolong bubble tea anywhere, I feel like. Make your own. Oolong? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have some oolong tea leaves. Yo, I need to like lie down. I'm probably gonna throw up. Just... <laughs> I feel like it's better to like stay upright because you need to like yeah. adjust. If you lie down, you're gonna feel like a giant tapioca. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. If you go into fetal position, you'll just like morph into yeah. a little yeah. tapioca. Like, special tapioca. tapioca. Yeah. 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 No, you don't want to do that. Okay. Well, anyway, so next week we are Oolong Aloe, and Leah will be bringing her guest onto Between Two Cars. Um, thank you, people, for watching our rerun i guess the segment pre-recorded segment hope you enjoyed um all the handstand knowledge that maria has thrown at you today and yeah thank you so much for joining maria thank you so much and thanks have, for having thank you. you thank you have a good rest of the day bye people bye, bye. bye.